Konnichiwa, this is Erica. Hey everyone, this is Freen, and we're smashing the patriarchy one episode at a time. You're listening to Super Smash Hose. Today we'll be talking about fashion, makeup, and feminism. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. We're both so obsessed with makeup and fashion, if any of you know us personally. So we're both super excited (laughs) for this episode. I know. We like even made a YouTube video once upon a time. It hasn't been posted, but it's literally the two of us doing our makeup. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. so real obsession here Mm -hmm. and what I think yeah as feminists Um, I think like you were saying earlier we often feel like there's a lot of contradictions between you know how we want to portray ourselves and what we like like what fashion we like what makeup we like and whatnot so we just kind of wanted to delve into that today yeah and um I think as Erica said earlier we're gonna focus a little bit more today on like our personal experiences because I think we could get into a whole episode about like the politics of fashion and Mm -hmm. yeah um so I think today's more gonna be about our personal experiences um and like what inspired this episode Erica what inspired this episode so I think we were talking about my obsession with the color red and how it makes me feel so if I don't you know guys that- don't know mm-hmm. Erica, <laughs> if you don't know her in real life, she is iconic for the color red. Like if, like word association, you think Erica, you think red. <laughs> yeah. So I like wear red lipstick, red clothes, red eyeliner. So it's like my red eyelashes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Erica had red eyelashes at one point, guys. I Not did. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Falsies. But yeah, I did. Um. And yeah, so I think I just feel like the color red makes me feel super confident and it's really bold and in your face and I just love it. And um, I was talking about this with Farine and how color can make you feel, you know, different things and in relation to like how we portray ourselves when we go out in public and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, red is one of those colors. Like, um, there was a whole Stuff Mom Never Told You, which is one of our favorite podcasts. They just released an episode, like, Mm -hmm. last week about the color red. Um, And, like, their episode is amazing. Like, they have a whole episode about the color red. color red and everything. It it was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, listening to that episode and even just, like, in general, like, the color red is so Mm -hmm. iconic. I remember, like when I was younger, even now, when I wear, like, darker lipsticks, like, if I wear, like, hot pinks or, like, especially reds, like, people in my family are always, like, yeah. a little bit, what's going like, on? <laughs> isn't that a bit much? Or, like, wow. wow. And I'm like, totally. Like, when I was thinking about just um, my experiences with fashion and everything for this episode, yeah, I was thinking about the exact same thing. I feel like when I just started wearing the color red, like, red lipstick and everything I feel like people at first were a bit hesitant and I think that's because like the color red and especially red lipstick is so 
like overly sexualized right yeah I think it's like so Mm -hmm. sexualized so it's kind of like you put it on and you feel this like surge of confidence and then like 10 minutes later somebody tells you like yeah and like your whole confidence goes down yeah dives (laughs) yeah it's interesting how color can make you feel different emotions um yeah and I think we were also talking about like how we both kind of used to wear a lot of black or darker colored clothing yeah I like I'm having this problem like this summer this was like the first year I really Mm -hmm. tried to do it where I really really forced myself to buy clothes that were like Mm -hmm. white and beige which I never used to wear like Mm -hmm. black and gray and like it ended up looking like I would wear the same clothes all the time which like I wouldn't I would just wear really dark clothes um because it's just kind of like there's something about it that just makes you like invisible at one end but also like not invisible because you like it's more powerful I don't know you know what I completely get what you mean I feel like it's kind of kind of a statement even though it's black like it's it looks I don't know kind of strong if that makes sense it's like a back off yeah 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 yeah. it's like it's like a statement that's like yeah back off but like not as back off as not as in your face it's like where (laughs) Yeah, it's like – but it's kind of like the same assertiveness that mm-hmm. red gives you without yeah. wearing red. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about when I started wearing a lot of black, and I think it was in maybe like junior high or high school, I want to say, and I think it was when I started to mm-hmm. notice like men staring at me and like seeing me as a woman. So, yeah, like this is weird. I just thought about this. Um, this is probably normal for anybody who's mm-hmm. grown up in Japan, but it's not normal for most mm-hmm. Canadian students um, or American students. Uh, is to wear a uniform. Right. Like I wore a uniform because I went to an international mm-hmm. school in Canada, but like most kids here don't wear uniforms. So like they actually probably navigate fashion and what to wear to school. Mm-hmm. On a whole different level than me and you did because you also yeah, wore a uniform, right, Erica? Yeah, that is so true. And like yeah. that, like in a way that like takes out so much stress mm-hmm. from your life when you're mm-hmm. younger. Like I can't imagine being in middle school and having to think every single morning mm-hmm. about what I'm going to wear and like the impact it's going to have on my classmates because like, you know, there's all the dress code and You can't wear tank tops because it gets guys crazy or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Rolling my eyes here. But yeah, I I actually like – I haven't really thought about that so much since I wore a uniform. Yeah, I didn't have uniform up until junior high. Like I went to a public elementary school and I wore just regular whatever clothes that I wanted to wear. And then – in junior high and high school, I had the uniform. But yeah, I can't imagine having to choose every single morning in high school and stuff, like when you already have so much pressure on you with studies. But yeah, I also feel like because, well, I don't know about other countries, but in Japan at least, because everyone has to wear uniforms to junior high or high school, when it's the weekend you get to choose whatever you want to wear like people really put a lot of effort into just like you know fashion and self-expression through fashion so I think that's interesting yeah it's like breaking the 
yeah breaking the mold a little bit because like wearing a uniform is great but it's also yeah. so restricting to your personal identity when you're like yeah. 14 and 15 and like want to be exploring like who you are as a person and like wearing clothes like cliche as it is it's like self-expression mm. at the end of the day yeah and yeah I still still chose to wear yeah. like black in high school when I had the choice to wear whatever I wanted to wear <laughs> which is really funny yeah so like I, I noticed like you know men would like stare at me on trains and stuff and then I think it was in junior high or high school like people started kind of following me like and things like that started to happen which still sometimes happen now but it was mm-hmm. just so new to me and I think wearing black clothes to me was a statement it wasn't I didn't do this like consciously but I made an un- unconscious decision to wear clothes that were more dark colors because I felt like it was more intimidating and kind of more like in your face mm-hmm. and like standoff type thing yeah and it's like it's like a safety mechanism I mean it's not even just your feeling because like when we talked about Chikan, like the um in that episode I remember we did some research and the research even showed like the more light mm-hmm. colors and pastels that you wear like yeah. the more likely you were to be yeah. a target of that so like although it was like an unconscious decision it was like a decision that was like based yeah. on what the reality yeah kind of sure. is like I remember I hate I still hate like frilly clothing and everything that's rather more popular amongst you know Jap in Japan I think I wonder I wonder if it's because like okay <laughs> This might be a total mm. guess, but do you think like maybe you're like less into the feminine, pretty, cute, like mm. quote unquote girly clothes because like the black clothes, like the jeans, the like, um, even though like girls yeah. wear it all the time, but like, you know, t-shirts that like more yeah. like masculine tomboy yeah. look, it's like boys don't get harassed. So like wearing that kind of look is like empowering whereas like the girly one it's like mm-hmm. I am a like submissive girl that's like less able to protect herself like obviously that's those aren't true statements I'm saying how you feel when you're wearing those clothes do you think it's that do you think it's like the black is more masculine and like you know that men don't get harassed as much and so like it feels more like you can um be like a mm-hmm. chameleon wearing black I, yeah I definitely think so I feel like there's just so much that went into you know me deciding to wear darker clothes so it's hard to pinpoint what exactly but I definitely think that's a big part of it um yeah like when I guess dress in the morning still um I still have this like constant dilemma of you know deciding what to wear because they're clothes that I really want to wear out of you know preference of style whether it's like for example it might be curve hugging or it might show legs some chest or whatever and then there's clothes that I think I should wear so I don't feel uncomfortable on the trains or don't get harassed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's always this, like, even now, like, I try to wear a bit more feminine clothes because I actually like wearing those clothes. But, yeah, it's really hard. I, like, I think we had this discussion um, when you were job mm-hmm. hunting this okay. summer. Um, and I... I jokingly asked you, it was a joke, but it was also kind of a serious question. So for people who aren't Japanese listeners, um, when you job hunt in Japan, you, and you're a woman, you 
you mm-hmm. wear a black suit with a white shirt. Like end of story. It's either a skirt and a blazer and a white shirt or black mm-hmm. pants, a blazer and, and a white shirt. <laughs> there is no like – and you have to wear heels. There's no like um, – I don't know. I've gone to interviews and like blouses and skirts um, or like dresses or like colorful things. Um, obviously, I wouldn't go in ripped jeans and a crop top, but like I'll wear formal clothes that are maybe mm-hmm. brightly patterned or colored or whatever. I probably – won't always wear black, white shirt, black blazer. Um, but that is like the norm yeah. in Japan. If you wear anything other than that, it's like, what the hell are you doing? So I remember I jokingly asked Erica I when she was job hunting. I was like, are you going to wear like the typical <laughs> job hunting black suit? Yeah, and I think I said that like basically. <laughs> but because like her- you yeah, blue, right? Actually, yeah, because but that's only yeah, because okay. I'm mostly applying to like foreign companies in Japan, so they're a bit they're well they're mm-hmm. a lot more relaxed. So, yeah. But I think I saw your suit, and it was still pretty like yeah, dark it's like blue, a dark pretty navy, like, pretty yeah. safe. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty safe. Do you ever feel like I don't know? Like there's like that part of job hunting. It always made me feel like you had like so little expression like I always thought like I dress in an interview the way I would dress Mm -hmm. to work so like I probably wouldn't I mean I know I do I've seen it in Tokyo where like the girls who actually work do dress like that Mm -hmm. sometimes like secretaries and stuff but I feel like it's more like enforced rather than their own decision to Mm -hmm. wear that for sure yeah I think most girls if they're job hunting they just have to yeah wear the white shirt black suit um yeah outfit I might be wrong but I think um BGU Mm -hmm. you met magazine zine sorry not a magazine zine zine. so if you guys like this amazing feminist zine Mm -hmm. called BGU it's bilingual um, and I think on their yeah it's bilingual so it's in English and Japanese and they've got like an online website and everything and they post articles and I think on their website like last year um a girl had actually written an article about her experience like job hunting and like having a hard time trying to stand Mm. out when like the first thing people see is like how you dress so she was like um if I remember correctly she had like talked about how like she expresses herself a lot through her fashion so it was like almost dulling to like have to put on the suit every morning when she was going to job hunt yeah even for me like as someone who doesn't exactly wear like the whole black suit white shirt like mine my clothing's a bit more self-expressive I guess slightly (laughs) like still like (laughs) I wear the same suits so it, it still feels very restrictive as well so I completely understand where she's coming from yeah, it's – oh, my gosh, that's so interesting. I don't know why – I don't know how yeah. we randomly got onto this topic of job hunting. I'm so sorry. I totally derailed us. Um, but I think you were talking about, like, you know, some in the morning you said you were having, like, sometimes having a dilemma of, like, yeah. what you want to wear versus what you yeah. actually choose to wear. Yeah, yeah. Is that, exactly. that what we were talking about? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you had this feeling before you- or have you had similar experiences? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm also really short, so I, like, for a long time, I, like, love girly, pretty clothes, but I always used to, like, kind of stay away from that, too, like, since mm-hmm. junior high, middle school, like, same as you. I think more because um, 
obviously because Chikan isn't a problem in Kanda and I don't take public transportation. So it wasn't really that as my driving factor. I think it was more like I wanted mm. to be taken seriously and like I didn't want that like, oh, yeah. she's a little girl yeah. label. And like I feel like because of my height and like I have quite like a young face, like people – like even when I was like 18, like I was legal age to drink, mm-hmm. I looked like I was 12. Like I found black clothing kind of just like gave me like a grown-up vibe and like a more like mature mm-hmm. vibe and even more like – yeah, like more masculine, more assertive less like Mm -hmm. oh she's a little girl who like you can push around or like tell her what to do kind of thing um for me like I think it was always easier to express myself through makeup like I really like fashion but um my family's like pretty big into fashion my aunt's a fashion designer Mm -hmm. and my mom's pretty fashionable so I always kind of like let them I mean I still let them choose my clothes I'm 22 and my mom (laughs) buys a lot of my clothes she's got good taste That's great guys. my mom gets me some clothes sometimes too it's fine <laughs> yeah I don't know it's I feel like I agree with everything you're saying not to sound like I'm just mm-hmm. agreeing with you for the hell of it but like I really do like I know what you mean like I remember oh this was like such a weird thing that had happened to me I wear crop tops a lot I love crop tops I don't know what it is I've loved them since I was a child if you look at toddler photos of me I'm not kidding you my mom had me in these like crop tops with like matching like pants sets and like crazy bonnets and like I was a really chubby toddler so like all of my fat was like spilling over (laughs) it's great it's great guys um but yeah I don't know I've like always had this obsession Mm -hmm. with crop tops um and like I don't know I wear them a lot it's not like I don't even really think about it as being like promiscuous but I guess it is it is something that's like considered promiscuous because mm-hmm. it's showing skin and I remember wearing a crop top and jeans one day to class um at Sofia which is a university me and Erica attended um or mm-hmm. Erica still attends in Tokyo and I remember just like standing in the cafeteria and building um yeah. whatever it is five 11 I don't even know what yeah, one <laughs> of the it is anymore <laughs> one of the buildings where the subway is um and I just like I'm sure it wasn't really happening but I felt like all eyes were burning in on me which like I didn't I don't know like I didn't feel like I was dressed mm-hmm. like that weird but I just felt like everybody was looking at me like what is this girl right. wearing and I and that kind of made me like I felt so uncomfortable and I made me realize something like I don't know if this is like fact based, but I noticed a lot of girls in Japan like show a lot of leg, like That's insane true. amounts of leg. But like anything like torso or like boob related, I felt like was like less acceptable. I don't know. It was like my feeling. I'm not saying no, that's I like definitely a fact, think so. but I felt like yeah, yeah. I really? feel like yeah. a lot of okay. girls wear like short like shorts or skirts and show a lot of leg but I don't always I don't really see a lot of people wearing like a crop top or girls that show a lot of dress or like low cut shirts yeah like I'll see girls wearing like very Mm -hmm. high neck like frilly tops like the same girls who wear those frilly Mm -hmm. lolita style dresses but then 
their skirt, I am almost terrified mm. for them that their mm. panties are visible. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's it's so – I always found it, like, kind of weird because, like, I'm – like, just personally, I, like – I don't know. I'm yeah. fine with my legs, but I would never mm. go, like, that short. Like, it's just my own personal, like, insecurity yeah. or whatever. So, like, for me, like, oh, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I was like, their skirts mm. are really short. But, like, for them, it was probably, wow, she's mm. sewing a lot of cleavage. That's interesting. Yeah. I think I think I started wearing crop tops in, like, junior high, high school around that time. Mm. And it was more – I think it was considered more, like, Western, like, American type of style of fashion. Like, you wouldn't really see that in, like, Japanese clothing stores. And – um mm-hmm. I think every time I wore crop tops, I felt, yeah, I felt like the same kind of stare as well. So even though I have them and I do like wearing them sometimes, I don't really wear them or I'll just wear them with like super high-waisted trousers or skirts. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I know, Nick, I wear crop tops all the time, like in Canada and the UK, and I never felt that like mm-hmm. burn as much as I did that day in the cafeteria yeah. like that staring yeah, burn you really feel um, it right yeah. yeah there there are these like moments yeah. like I don't know like if there's other girls out there who are listening sometimes you just wear something and then there's a moment where you're out and you can feel mm-hmm. people judging you and like that moment sticks in your brain like wherever it was whatever you were wearing I feel like you just like can't yeah. forget it <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I think even today, or no, it was yesterday, because um, it's still been really hot here. Like I wore um, like a green mm-hmm. um, tank top with a skirt, I think, and I was wearing a, like a little cardigan over and I felt so like not insecure, but just uncomfortable even just taking my cardigan off. oh my gosh I just remember when we went to Tokyo love hotels we like covered ourselves like in the cab we were like too embarrassed to get into the cab and so like I had brought like a shawl and stuff with me to like cover myself just to get in the cab people are gonna stare or like make comments with yeah yeah just feels uncomfortable and were you with me the day in sh- – I have this, like, black yeah. graphic tee that has an outline mm-hmm. of tits on it. That was so um, terrible. And we were like, oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, we were, like, walking through Shibuya and, like, some yeah, – Whatever, yeah. gross, nampa guy, yeah. as they always are standing and they were there. Too. Just, like, I yelling. I think they were um, – Yeah. Menus they're nampa, right? Too. No, I think they were working at, like – like restaurants or bars or something and I think they're trying to get customers to come in Mm. and they're standing outside on the street and yeah they were yelling yeah yeah and they're like yelling like oh like Mm. oh bye oh bye or like oh bye girl I don't even fucking know what they were saying but like something to do with the fact that there was boobs on my screaming like tits and stuff so crazy yeah and I was like it was like uh, supposed to be like a statement that I was wearing that shirt because it was like a t-shirt because yeah. a graphic t-shirt and then it just had like an outline of tits and it just like I don't know I felt so confident when I was wearing that shirt in the morning and then that one oh, incident yeah it just kind of made me go like oh, like maybe I shouldn't try to make a political mm. statement with my clothing yeah it's it's hard I like I wonder if 
boys or men also like feel I guess I'm sure they do feel like they have to navigate what they wear Mm. as much or like how people perceive them I wonder I feel like one of my friends male friends told me once I think when we were talking about fashion that he doesn't feel like men has have as much options as as women because they can't wear like you know girls can wear like skirts or short skirts long skirts blouses t-shirts anything and even the like genres of fashion like I feel like there's so many like Mm -hmm. subcultures of female Mm -hmm. fashion and then like not as much with typical male clothing so that was interesting that is really interesting I guess we just have to yeah, have a guy on the show sometimes. Yeah, we should talk about fashion. About it. Yeah, a male. Yeah, some some guy. Yeah, we just got to <laughs> find some Japanese male yeah. influencer, a fashion influencer or fashion mm-hmm. blogger. That's what we need to do. I think that reminds me. I also saw a video, I want to say on Tokyo Vice or one of those videos, you know, one of those YouTube channels where mm-hmm. I think a guy was – trying to talk to was it the genderless youth genderless youth yeah yeah and he would wear some like light makeup and then like I wouldn't say it was his clothes were very very feminine it was still like dark colors but he would wear like a long skirt that's not you know something Mm -hmm. typically a guy would wear and he was like confronting he was just talking about it with his parents openly and stuff and they were a bit conservative and not super open to the idea but yeah stuff like that and so I, I hear a lot mm-hmm. about these like genderless youth in Japan especially male like I see these videos but I've I haven't exactly seen them in person as much like on the oh, I, yeah. I see you yeah um usually like in kind of like the back area of Harajuku yeah, I, I always see. like Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen a couple there. Um, the other thing was like so Tiger, who we interviewed in our second mm-hmm. episode. Um, I was talking to him one day, and uh, he, if you guys haven't seen Tiger, he has a lot of piercings. He's got his septum pierced. Um, he has stretchers in both of his ears, and then he might have his cartilage mm-hmm. done. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but he has a fair number of piercings, essentially, and. Uh, he was telling me about how he just he was told so many times um, that if he wanted a job if he wanted an interview he Mm -hmm. had to take the piercings out and he said like I refuse like I don't want to work somewhere that doesn't want me and like these are me like my piercings are part of who I am yeah but like even that like piercings are such a battleground in Japan I didn't know this I that you can't get your ears pierced in Japan or that it's hard for your like first what are the like in japan we say fast to ps like first piercings like your the first one on your mm-hmm. earlobe like the one everyone gets when they're a kid yeah. like overseas um you're not i wasn't allowed to get piercings throughout like obviously preschool elementary went to public elementary school and then private junior high and high school Guys, I was pierced when I was like yeah. three months old. I was like fresh out of the womb and my crying mother like stabbed my earlobe. <laughs> and so when I got them pierced was, that's amazing, was when I was um, in Germany for a year. My dad was like, oh, do you want to go get your ears pierced? And I was like, 
are you kidding? <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> and so we, got, <laughs> we went and got my ears pierced. But that was such a special experience for me because I didn't think I'd be able to get them done until, like, I went to university because that's usually when people get them Cause done. Because I, like, my, my friend from Canada was visiting and, like, we love piercings. Um, And we were, like, walking through Osaka one day and we were, like, we should go, like, get a piercing, like, right now. It was, like, yeah. one of those, like, spontaneous moments. And so we were like, yeah, like let's go get matching yeah. cartilage piercings or whatever. And um, so we like Googled like tattoo shop or mm-hmm. like piercing shop in Osaka and we like walked to one and we got there and like they were selling like all of the piercing jewelry. So we were like, oh, great. They must be like doing yeah. piercings here. And the lady was like, no, like it's illegal to do piercings, but like I can sell you the gun and you can pierce yourself. And I was like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> First of all, you should not be piercing yeah. your cartilage with a gun. <laughs> but like second of all, I do not trust myself to pierce yeah. my own ear. Like I'm paying a professional so to do this. And yeah. like even when I like go shopping in like Shibuya 109 or whatever, I noticed that like most of the earrings are like clip-on earrings. They're not actually earrings that go through mm. your earlobe hole thing yeah I think it's definitely a more recent thing I wouldn't say it's super recent like getting your ears pierced like my mom has her ears pierced but not my grandma like it's still like a very Mm -hmm. very foreign idea to her generation and yeah it's interesting that you say that um that story because I know I know a few girls who've pierced their ears on their own in like junior high or high school yeah, yeah, you can like buy the guns. Yeah. The guns are really easy to buy. Like they like every even in Shibuya there's that big jewelry yeah. store like right on Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? That yeah. big piercing store and like they have like racks of yeah. guns. Like it's so easy to get your hand on the piercing guns. I just think that they don't like have anywhere for you to yeah. like get someone to pierce them mm-hmm. for you if that makes sense I don't know what the laws are or like mm-hmm. why it's I think like it's that. just for sanitary reasons or something like that but what people usually do is they go to like a dermatologist and get them done yeah oh. so it's I think here it's what the, roughly average is about like 5,000 yen which is like about 50 dollars US dollars and then you can get your ears pierced I'm like I just find that weird that you would go to a dermatologist. <laughs> like, I guess it's your skin, yeah, but it's not, like, right, that hard yeah. to do. I had a friend pierce her ear with, like, a needle. <laughs> and then it like, went, yeah. like, she literally took a needle and then she put, like, an apple behind her ear, like, how you see it. It's yeah. not that hard. Yeah. That poor dermatologist is like, you're wasting <laughs> my time. I have to deal with eczema and skin conditions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if they special like, those places specialize in piercings or – they do all kinds of stuff. I remember one time I, my friend from high school wanted to get her ears pierced. So we went um, to this dermatologist and like she was super nervous and it's like a, in a proper doctor's office and you get it pierced. It's just hilarious. That's yeah. So weird. If, yeah. Did anybody listening to this podcast get their ears pierced at Claire's like <laughs> facing the window of the mall so everybody walking by the mall could oh see you God. cry? Because I feel like that's more of a normal experience than the doctor. I heard about that when I, like a few years ago when I, was a lot, when I was younger. And I thought that that blew my mind that you could get your ears pierced at Claire's right. like in the States and Canada. 
at the mall yeah just like go to the mall (laughs) go to the mall and if you buy a pair of earrings i'll pierce your ears for free well (laughs) i mean i don't recommend you go to claire's find somewhere more (laughs) hygienic but like you probably also don't need to go to a dermatologist but yeah is there anything else so many rules maybe like makeup a bit since i'm yeah you're um, oh my god the posts like the makeup posts on your instagram amazing so cool <laughs> she's so talented oh. you guys should check her instagram out <laughs> i'm really not but thank you i yeah it's weird like i i love makeup like so much anybody who knows me knows that i'm obsessed with makeup i spend all of my money on makeup it's a terrible habit. I don't need every new eyeshadow palette that comes out. I have like 10 shimmery golden browns. It's the most unnecessary thing in the world. But like, I love it. But it's also kind of hard to navigate my love for makeup as a feminist because I'm also aware of the fact that like makeup and the beauty industry, like it thrives on telling you that like your self-worth comes from mm-hmm. how you look and that like capitalism and corporations are literally making money off of you yeah. hating yourself. And it's hard because, like, I'm so aware of that. Like, I'm hyper aware that that's, like, the point of beauty Mm -hmm. industries. Like, they want you to hate how you look. And, like, that's very anti-feminist. So sometimes I feel like – I don't know. I think it's getting better now. But when I was younger – like, when I was in high school, so not, like, super young. But when I was in high school, I sometimes used to feel like a quote-unquote, like, Mm -hmm. bad feminist. Because I was like, oh, like – I shouldn't wear makeup or I shouldn't like it so much because like I should be happy with how I look and like I am I'm fine with how I look like you've seen me I can go out into the world without makeup but I do also enjoy mm. but I don't know do you do you ever feel that way um Is it just I've me? definitely thought about it I feel like I do completely understand what you're saying I feel I don't think I've felt necessarily guilty for wearing makeup and being a feminist Mm -hmm. um I think for people who don't wear makeup it's hard to understand that you can still be super super comfortable in your skin and like not wearing makeup and then be obsessed obsessed with makeup you know but yeah yeah so I don't know Like, sometimes I read these articles about, like, I don't know if you've read this, and I don't even know how true this is. It was on, like, uh, I found it on Facebook on, like, a a Japan travel blog. This was, like, the (laughs) stupidest title of an article, but it was, like, 11 things that all Japanese girls do, and, like, my 2 a.m. brain was, like, (laughs) must read this. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, one one of the things was, like, Japanese girls will not leave the house without makeup on, but the type of makeup that, like, makes it look like Mm. they're not wearing makeup. And that it's, like, an essential part of Japanese femininity. But also that to put your makeup on while on the train is a huge mm, yeah, no-no. Like really rude. Apparently. Yeah, which I was like, it's like, what? I don't get that. Why can't you put makeup on in the train? I don't know. Like, the things you can't do on the train. Some of them are, like, you can't eat on the train. Like, that's seen to be as rude. Yeah, well. so what yeah. I was – I would – what I was seeing about the make, like, again, I don't yeah. know how true this is. This was, like, a Facebook-sponsored article, guys. But it said that, like, oh, yeah, the reason, like, it's seen as bad for women to put makeup on on the trains 
is that it shows the like it's not supposed to look like they wear makeup so it like breaks the facade and then it like also said something about their makeup products smelling funny and I was like sorry like what makeup products have like a weird smell like I'm sorry like what I think of like what the reason for that might be is like I feel like people who think wearing putting makeup on the train is bad or like kind of rude or not proper think that it's because like you should leave the house like ready prepared Prepared. and it kind of looks sloppy putting um makeup on the train like you're getting ready on the train kind of thing which I slightly I had a friend get yelled at really yeah so she was an exchange student like me um we were living in the same dorm and I wasn't like with her she but we like met on campus and she was like telling us this story Mm -hmm. at lunch and she was saying that like oh yeah like I was doing she like most often does her makeup on the train because she's just that person like she can do it on the train. It's easier for her. Like, saves time, whatever. It's, it's yeah. She likes doing it, so that's what she does. And she said, like, oh, yeah. Like, today some, like, older man, like, yelled at me and told me to, like, put my makeup away. And she speaks yeah. very good Japanese because her degree is actually, like, Japanese and okay. English literature. Um, And so, like, her Japanese is not like my Japanese where I'm just, like, sumimasen 24-7. <laughs> like, she can construct sentences. Like, this girl knows her Japanese. So apparently she was just like telling the old man off being like, excuse me, like I can no, do whatever the hell amazing. I want. I would not have the courage um, to do that. I mean, also like gaijin privilege. Yeah, I was going to say gaijin privilege. Like I feel like any Japanese girl probably mm. wouldn't pull that off. Yeah, but I can do that either. She, you know, yeah. <laughs> she has the white girl privilege. Hmm. Oh, and another thing I thought of when I think of like Japanese makeup, like Japanese style makeup or typical mm-hmm. Japanese makeup or whatever it is, a lot of girls put blush like right under their eyes and it's like to make it look like you're actually blushing. Oh, Igari. Oh, sure isn't it also – there's another trend that's become really popular. I think it's called Igari blush and it's like it's like supposed oh, yeah, to go yeah. on your nose and then yeah. like kind of like yeah. all across – your cheek bo- up yeah. to like your cheekbones and it's supposed to make it look like you've drunk a lot yeah, yeah. or like that you're drunk I've heard about that. so like you're supposed to put the blush on your nose yeah yeah, yeah. Interesting. very interesting I didn't know under, yeah, your, under eyes. your eyes well like not right under but like because I think in western type of makeup you put it more on the apples of your cheeks the yeah, apple you don't really put it yeah. like below your eyes like on your cheeks does that make sense so to give that like fuller yeah 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 yeah. I get what you mean like kind of like right in the center to look more like full and then I think also like a lot of articles online that you'll find about like makeup and like how to's and stuff in Japanese are often titled like how to look cute for guys or like how to how to do makeup so guys will think you're cute and stuff like that oh okay yeah I have a complaint I have a complaint that makes me so angry and it's not, um, let me preface this. It's not the fault of Japanese women. This is a result of Western imperialism, Western beauty standards. Like I am by no means blaming, no means blaming Japanese women for this. They are doing this as a product of like the Western, like imperialism, like Western Mm -hmm. oppression that they have suffered and like white beauty standards. But like the fucking obsession with making your eyes look bigger, like they sell tape to like give you that like 
give you the yeah. like little cut like and like eyelid. all the whitening creams like everything yeah. yeah so like you go into any makeup store and they sell like 20 different types of tape mm-hmm. for your eyelid to give you the um a double eyelid yeah the crease so mm-hmm. you don't have a monolid or like putting like white eyeshadow under yeah. your eyes or like white eyeliner under your eyes to make your eye look like yeah. bigger and again not the fault of Japanese women like they're doing this because they're constantly mm-hmm. told that like bigger eyes are more beautiful or like American features are it's more so beautiful sad, right I remember like in high school I'd go to the bathroom and I'd see girls putting like um those tapes that like make your make your monolids turn into um double eyelids stuff and it's just so sad that they feel so I mean I I don't know if they feel super insecure or not but they feel like they it's hard because I don't know yeah like right because like we put on like at the same yeah. time this is what I mean it's hard because you don't want to be like oh you're doing that because yeah. you're insecure because people could say that about me they could be like yeah. you're wearing pink eyeshadow exactly. because you're insecure so like who yeah. am I to say just, that what they just like yeah like it right but like the fact that it exists in the market at all is that not an indicate I don't know like this is yeah. this is where I feel like I have like contradicting sides because like part of me is like well the fact that these products like to you know change your eyelid at all exist is like um a result of the fact that like western beauty standards are like more highly rated and then part of me is like yeah but like yeah. you wear pink lipstick every day and like your lips are yeah. not fucking pink free and like calm down yeah you can't really speak for them right oh another thing yeah you is- can't speak for them in addition to the eyelid, double eyelid tapes, there is, you know, the surgery that some girls get done to get double eyelids. Yeah. Like I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a girl who got double eyelid surgery in high school as like a gift to a, like a graduation gift. And I know that's super common in wow. Korea, like parents. Korea, right? Them money. Yeah. Yeah. Nose jobs. Stuff like and that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is really hard with makeup and fashion because you don't, especially makeup, because you don't, yeah, like we don't necessarily wear makeup because we feel super insecure, you know, but we like it. But like, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. You can't be like the feminist justice where all the time being like, this person is only doing that because of capitalism or like because they're told they're ugly. Maybe they're just doing it because they like it. Yeah, it's exactly. like so hard and at the end of the day like you know you should make whatever decision you want and like wear whatever you want and like yeah don't let other people tell you otherwise like what you should wear or anything the I don't know if you've ever I mean I guess we kind of talked about it when you said like when we talked about the red lipstick thing but like I love eyeshadow like if people know me like my favorite yeah, thing <laughs> about makeup is <laughs> is eyeshadow eyeshadow is like mm, treble like I don't know I love it guys that's my that's my kink if anybody wants to know my kink just this this is it I'm gonna tell you right now here's a secret I like to hear ASMR versions of reading the names of eyeshadows while describing how oh they look God, in the pan amazing <laughs> So um, if you want to get in my good graces, send me voice notes of you reading out your eyeshadow names in sultry voices and explaining to me what the colors look like. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, 
But no, what I was going to say is I love eyeshadow and like there's so many fun ways to wear colorful eyeshadow. And I feel like whenever I wear like a bright green color or like a hot pink or whatever, people are always like looking at me like, what are you doing? You look kind (laughs) of insane. And like, I don't know. I feel like people always expect like makeup to just like make you look like pretty and like cute. And like you should just do like the brown and then like you should be out. And like even like my parents, like, love them they're not doing this like on purpose but like whenever I wear like bright colored makeup they're like it looks like too much or like it doesn't look nice like you look better when you have like your natural makeup and stuff and I'm like but what if the point isn't to look better for a guy thank you and just to wear some color completely understand I think the past year I started experimenting more with like colorful eyeshadows like I used to only wear nude colors on my eyes but I started mm-hmm. wearing more like pink eyeshadow or orange um or even like your gold yeah. eyeliner and like the glitter you wear like that's like still like a pretty like yeah. statement thing and it's not to look good it's, it's not to make other people think I look nice it's just out of preference and like you know what you're feeling that day and everything. yeah yeah, I know. Like, I've had, like, guys that I've been seeing tell me, like, oh, I like it better when your makeup is, like, matte or natural or, like, I don't like it when you wear, like, colorful eyeshadow or whatever. And it's, like, that's great, but you do realize I'm not doing yeah. this for you, right? Like, yeah, I'm – I don't know. It's, like, it's such an uncomfortable thing because, like, then I get self-conscious about it. Like, I want to wear my pink yeah. eyeshadow. But, like, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I completely get that. Yeah, so another thing I found um, or that I've always like kind of dealt with is eyeliner. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I've always had like this weird love affair with eyeliner. When I was um, like just starting to wear makeup, the first thing I would wear was eyeliner. And like there's this special Indian eyeliner. It's called mm-hmm. Kajal and it's like – essentially a coal pen it's like it's less of a pencil eyeliner it's yeah, I don't know how to explain cool. it but it is it's like essentially just like yeah 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 like a coal pen and I used to put it on my bottom and upper mm. waterline like like I would go back and forth like in yeah. circles <laughs> like I would wear so and I guys I wouldn't wear anything else like no mascara no foundation no like literally nothing else like I would wear circles of kajal and like a little bit of lip gloss and it was a bit of a look, won't lie. But um, I remember people like my mom and like would always be like, oh, like it's like it looks too much. And I remember once like this was such an embarrassing moment for me. I I guess my brother had some friends over or something and there was like some girls there or whatever. Like my brother's older than me. And I was, you know, had a lot of this eyeliner on and I came downstairs and he just looks at me and he goes, you look like a raccoon. You look like this witchy raccoon. Go upstairs and wash your oh face right now. And I, and like in front of all of his friends, and I just ran upstairs yeah. and started crying. I was so embarrassed. And then, like, I got really into winged eyeliner. And, like, that's still kind of yeah. my staple today. I'm, like, obsessed with a good winged eyeliner. But, like, even that, like, my mom always says, like, oh, like, it looks really bitchy. Like, I don't think it looks good when you wear, like, 
winged eyeliner because it makes you look unapproachable. And she always says that like, it's like, I don't know, she's always like commenting on my winged eyeliner being like, I think it makes you look really bitchy. And it's so weird. Like literally, like since I was a kid, she's been saying that up until like last week, we were traveling at the airport. We were like in line in front of the customs agent. My mom was like, oh, like, why is your eyeliner so thick today? Because if you're a person who puts on winged eyeliner, you know it's never the same. Every yeah. day is a struggle. That's interesting. But I feel like so, I I guess I kind of get the coal liner if it was pretty intense because I, I, I had a period of time where I would wear coal liner as well. And it could – because it's a bit – it can get a bit messy and smudges, you know? So, oh, Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I looked great. I I know I was a hot mess. Like looking back on we it, we all have those I mean, times. I was yeah. like 14. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you can't yeah, I that. totally get that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I was just surprised because I feel like wing liner isn't really like so in your face. Oh, my mom like thinks it's like so. My mom mm. thinks it's so in your face. She's like, oh, it's like it's too bitchy. It's too assertive, and like, but yeah, like it's so interesting. Um. I feel like eyeliner is something people notice, like whether or not you're trying to send a message. Like I didn't wear eyeliner, like winged eyeliner because I wanted to be assertive. I guess I just wore it because I liked it. But like the thing about makeup and fashion is like even if you don't intend it to be, like people will put their own ideas or perceptions onto like how Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it's just – I don't know. It's such a weird thing. Like even now I'm like 22 and like sometimes I'll like wear a certain look or whatever and my mom will be like or people around me will be like, oh, like that's a lot. Or it's like the opposite. I'll be like, oh, like you look really nice. And like, I don't know. It's weird as much as I'm not doing it for them. They're like, yeah, like even if you're not doing it for them and you're just doing it for themselves, for yourself, like you definitely obviously like notice those comments and I think you like uncommonly yeah. like subconsciously take those into account even if you try not to sometimes there was a um a stuff mom never told you episode and like I love this um there was about a and they were interviewing a girl um woman sorry a woman she wasn't a girl like a lady uh, and she's an author and she was talking about how she smudges black eyeliner under her eye but she is like she wants it to look like she's got under eye bags and like kind of like she's cried a bit but it's like purposely done like Mm. she has like a whole technique on how she does this and her reasoning was like and she was like oh like her mother-in-law and like people would always be like you know it looks like you're depressed or like you've been crying and she's like yeah because I am like that's Mm -hmm. the look I want to portray and like she was like, I purposely make myself look like, quote unquote, like the opposite of like feminine, pretty, cute with my makeup. That's so interesting. I feel like there's just so many stories yeah. like that to like navigate and explore and everybody has their own, I don't know, like their own yeah, formula. Their own way to do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, their own way to do it. It's true. Yeah, I think we were saying earlier, like, there's so much thought that goes into 
you know, deciding what makeup look you want to wear, like what lip color you want to wear or what, what you want to wear on your body. And we give so much thought to it, but I feel like there's not so much talked about in regards to that. It's just really interesting talking about it because it's such a big part of life. Like you wear, well, we, for us, we wear makeup every, almost every day or, you know, you have to wear clothes every day. Like it's a, some decision you have to make every single day, you know? Yeah. And like, even if you're not wearing makeup or even if someone, even if you're someone who never wears makeup, but if you're someone who wears makeup sometimes, even if you're not wearing it a particular day, you have to make the decision whether or not you're going to wear it. And like, that's still part of Mm -hmm. your, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like it's something you deal with on a day-to-day basis and like it's not as like I don't know it's not as like sh- shallow mm-hmm. as it always seems 100%. yeah it's really interesting I like recently um on my blogger Instagram unfo- I used to follow like a lot of fashion and makeup influencers and bloggers but I kind of did this huge mm-hmm. purge um like a month back and I basically unfollowed anybody who I felt like just made me feel like I I had to buy things or um, I wasn't pretty if I didn't have this product or like I just kind of like unfollowed like those people, like people who mm-hmm. were like trying to sell you stuff. And like I still follow like mm-hmm. people who do makeup and fashion bloggers, but I'm like very selective in who I follow. Like I try to follow more pe- people more for like their art or their creativity mm-hmm. and putting their outfits together rather than just the people who look like picture perfect, like airbrushed models all the time. Cause I just felt like it was like terrible yeah. for my self-esteem. That you did that. Yeah. I think I've done that a few, I did that a few months ago as well. Cause I felt like it was just so overwhelming at one point, just going through my feed and just seeing so much like products and like ads and stuff. Right. Oh my gosh, (laughs) the ads. Like Instagram knows me too well. Like it's a bit scary. The ads for – I get for makeup and from – the Sephora ads are the worst. Like I open my Facebook and I get like targeted Sephora (laughs) ads for products and I'm just like – Eyeshadow. Well (laughs) – Yeah, I just – it's eyeshadow palette after eyeshadow palette after eyeshadow palette and I'm like – God, the in, like the computer, my computer is listening to me. I need to like delete all my cookies or whatever, whatever it is that knows yeah. your search history. I wish there's a way to like not have yeah. ads. It's just really annoying. Okay, like this is a really random question. It has nothing to do with feminism okay. and makeup, but would you pay for like an Instagram app that didn't have ads? Would you like pay to Ugh, subscribe to an app that I didn't don't have ads? No. It maybe right because doesn't that like defeat yeah. the purpose? Right. I mean, you can just like not look at that the app, whatever social media it is. But I feel like especially it's like yeah, every and especially though. nowadays, I think it depends on where you are and like who your friends are as well and how much they use it too. Maybe, but mm. like I don't know. Especially living here in Tokyo, I feel like. I feel more pressure to ha- like just looking like I feel like I have to look at Instagram and everything know what you know just know what's going on like what events are happening 
um, where everyone's going yeah, yeah. and like networking and stuff too. And so it's hard. I don't know if I would pay. Maybe it depends on how much. I mean, oh. I don't know. I don't know if I would, honestly. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there'd be less yeah. people on there then and then like less things to discover. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a random question. But <laughs> I think the randomness of my question um, alludes to the fact wrap that up, we should yeah. probably wrap <laughs> things up. That was a really fun episode. Again, every time it's really fun delving into a topic. I really enjoy it. Yeah, me too. And it was fun to just like kind of talk about like what we experience because yeah. I don't know sometimes it can get really like research heavy and like unrelatable but I feel like just like I feel like this was just yeah. like a phone call like <laughs> me and Erica having a phone call talking yeah. to each other about our makeup and, yeah, fashion and let woes. us know if you like these types of more less research-based podcast episodes or if you like really intense kind of research heavy episodes if you like a mix because we will cater to what you guys like as well. Yeah, and thank you all for yeah. listening. And this is episode Yay. number five. Can you believe <laughs> Crazy. it? We've done okay. five episodes. <laughs> but yeah, looking forward cool. to the next one. Me too. Thanks everyone for listening. See you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.